Kuya's Logs, November 1, 2020. And uh, how's your morning? <laughs> how's your day? Um, yeah, right now it is Sunday 3.42 p.m. in uh, where I am. And we are just in less than 12 hours we're going to be experiencing one of the strongest storms in 2020. <laughs> um, and then when I looked, because um, I use this app called uh, Windy, wherein it's your, it's your typical weather app wherein it shows, you know, uh, if it's going to rain at like whatever time, right? But the thing that makes it different is that it gives you like uh, an almost satellite feed of essentially what you see in like weather shows you know where they show you like the thermal image of like where the storm is and based on that um the storm i forgot what the fuck is the storm called here uh typhoon philippines and then okay there we go super typhoon roli or goni yeah so I think it's called Goni locally, but it's called Raleigh. The fuck thinks of all these names, man? Why does it have to always be about person? Why can't we have like Typhoon Strong <laughs> or, or something like that? Why does it have to be people? Why do why do we have why do we have to equate the deaths, the potential death and destruction of thousands of people? with a person <laughs> i don't know but anyway um so based on the app it says the the typhoon the eye of the typhoon will go above directly where we are which is somewhere north uh somewhere south in the in the northern island of the philippines luzon um so it's gonna we're gonna pass by the eye right and then you might think to yourself right i thought the eye was like the safe place right but be before and after the eye you're gonna probably encounter like the thickest part of the storm so because you're essentially moving towards the center so the whole diameter of the storm you would be experiencing right and the closer you get uh to the eye the stronger uh, as it, I believe it is, or I think, is that is that it? Is the the closer to the center? Because I I think that's that's what we were taught <laughs> back in high school. But anyway, yeah. So preparing for that, fucking charged all of the 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 power banks and as well as um, you know, uh, locked all the windows and and stuff like that. So. We're going to be waiting for that. That's also one of the reasons why I'm recording just a little bit later, uh, earlier. Because usually I would record th these things at around probably like 8 to 9 p.m. That's why usually you would hear me in like a hushed tone or like in a quiet tone. Because <laughs> part of it is like I'm, I'm tired from the day. And another part of it is like because it's like nighttime. So I wouldn't. You know, like, I, I don't want to disturb people with uh, my talking because, like, the walls here are thin, you know, thin enough 
so that when you yell or or talk loudly, especially when you're with friends, right? Because you don't usually guard yourself when you're talking with friends. Um, it passes through the walls and people can hear you. Uh, yeah. So prepared for that. Charged everything that I could have charged, and then once the the blackouts or the the brownouts um start happening i'm gonna start unplugging everything so hopefully i would have uploaded this by then um why is it called brownouts anyway i remember asking that question blackouts is obvious because you know don't have the the fucking lights so everything's black but why do we call it brownouts Brown out. Brown out meaning. So why is it called brown out? The term brown out comes from the dimming of incandescent lightning when the voltage reduces. A voltage reduction may be an effect of the disruption of the electrical grid and prevent a power outage known as a blackout. Huh. So it's different. A brownout is a drop in voltage so that you would prevent a blackout altogether, which is the power outage. Huh. In some countries, the term brownout refers not to a drop in voltage, but to an international uh, intentional or unintentional power outage. So, you know, like in here. But where did the brown come from? dimming of incandescent lighting so does does that mean like when you turn off a light bulb it becomes brown huh gotta take notice of that next time but anyway so yeah so just preparing for that and then shit is cold right now like what is the what is it i know i've been complaining about being cold but at the same time fucking <laughs> being shirtless in my room Cause like here, okay, I know it's cold. It is fucking cold, right? But I like the feeling of cold air on my skin, and especially when you're living in a country that is primarily hot for the rest of the year, you you kind of wanna make it matter when things do cold. You know, you kind of wanna you know, make it worth it, I guess. So might as well fucking take off your shirt and, and absorb the, the cold that you, you usually don't get. Man, I was just thinking the other day is like, we have a word, we have a word specifically. I know the Germans have like a word for almost everything, right? The sensation of the, of the wind touching your nips as you are about to undergo a pubic shaving. I don't know. <laughs> and they probably have like a, a word for that. But, you know, um, here in the you know, with the Filipinos, I was just started to think, like I think in the uh, last week, you know, um, I think I made a, I think I recorded uh, wherein I say, it is better to do your government filing personally than through email because 
people are a bit more f- efficient because of the fact that you're there, right? So the term that we use was sulitin. You know, sulitin mo ng oras mo and, and stuff like that. And if you translate it roughly, I'm not a not a professional translator here, but if you translate it, sulit is probably like make the most value out of it or like make it worth it, right? And we just turned that into a verb, you know, because I think, you know, there's just me thinking here, pulling something out of my ass, right? I think the more third world you are, the more sensitive you are to to getting the exact value because money is a rarity, you know, like the inverse of that would be how rich people could afford to to go for luxurious shit, right? Like why, for example, right? Why buy an iPad Air when there's already an iPad 8th generation that could still probably perform everything that you need with an iPad Air? In fact, minus the the new processor that doesn't even work, you know, uh, that better. I mean, it, it works technically better, but I think the numbers were like 20 to 40% or something like that. Doesn't necessitate the doubling of, of cash that you put in. You know, so yeah, it is a better product, but is it times two better than the iPad, the base iPad? You know, so those are the questions when that you ask when you you have a mon you have a monetary uh situation going on i don't know but at the same time you know people don't even ask those questions they be like what is the cheaper form right or do i even need a tablet in the first place but at the uh the the rich people would be like oh what color am i getting right ipad pro is the better you know the the better item but i kind of like that blue on the ipad air plus it's cheaper so might as well get that that is the thinking process right or or another inverse of that would probably be like um the ipad the the iphone 12 is probably okay enough for me but the colors suck and I kind of want that navy blue, that matte navy navy blue on the iPhone 12 Pro. So might as well get that. Plus, you get like another camera and, and stuff like that, right? The real value adding shit is just second, you know, it's it's already at the back of your mind when in the, you know, in, in the real reason that you wanted to buy is actually just the color of the of the fucking thing but anyway so uh the fuck was i so yeah so i just find it uh interesting that we have like a word for for the phrase making the most out of it which is like sulitin or you know came from the the word like sulit which means you know um i guess another rough translation of sulit would probably be uh providing value or like enough value for what you paid for or for what you're giving or something like that i don't know
But anyway, um, so yeah, this is uh, this marks like the the last week of um being free, <laughs> or rather, um, my summer vacation as has ended because I've I've been searching for a job and yeah, I've been I I think I've been mentioning this every episode since like episode two, um, but yeah, I've I've had a new job gonna start this tuesday uh november 3 and i'm kind of fucking nervous right because this feels weirdly like a summer camp you know um if you're not familiar with the with the corporate process the process by which the the new employee is to be introduced to the company um and as well as introducing company procedures um rules and and stuff like that to be introduced to the employee it's called the onboarding process so it's when you you know uh onboard your your new employee to be familiar with everything that you're going through or you know uh the rules and shit and my experience of that is just you know four of us in a room this one guy or usually from hr fucking pulls out like a powerpoint this is what the company does this is our bosses this is who you will be working for this is what you produce here are the company values blah 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 and with this one first of all they made me they made me join this fucking viber group that doesn't even open until the day itself and just seeing people like greet like looking forward to meeting with you guys or like hi guys i'm really happy to looking forward to meeting you and i'm like and all i did all i did is just send the waving emoji you know where the the guy is just waving because like i've had experience with this with like the couple of people that i've talked to right now um from that it's like you know corporate speak right and at it speak corporate speak at it speak at it speak you know, so like when when you're doing like corporate shit or when you're with people like in corporate, right? You know how like the HR talks, right? It has to be it has to be ultimately positive without, you know, leaning into into a side when especially when it's about an issue, but it has to be like the energy of it has to be up, right? Because who wants to work with a fucking downer? And Sometimes it's okay, but I just can't imagine myself just maintaining the level of energy. Like, look at this podcast, right? Fucking f- 14 minutes right now and then an hour speaking. And and even then, my energy is like 60, 70%. It's not even. And I think they're demanding like 80. Otherwise, you're just boring, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like an example would be like, um there's this uh the 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 boss would then like i i forgot who the fuck called me i think it was my boss or like boss's boss and then she was like hi arnold how's your morning blah 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 and i'm like yeah it's fine it's amazing it's like you know i still can't believe that i'm you know i'm going through this job and and you know just maintaining that level of like pitch and and just energy if you can feel it right there um I'll be I'll, I'll I'm having no f- f- problem with it especially if I see like a lot of people doing it but at the same time at the back of my head it's like 
god damn you know and to be honest like as much as it sounds like i'm complaining i'm actually like thankful for that because you know i don't know if you've received this tip before but especially it's it works especially when you're still in school right when you're still in um studying if you want to be smart or if you want to up your grades if you want to you know increase your your work ethic and and stuff like that hang out with the smart kids hang out with with the people who actually do the work you cannot i should not i should probably not say cannot but it is hard to rise yourself from the level of your peers because a lot of the social interactions that you are doing with your peers um take away from time that could be used to to be bettering yourself you know aside from from the habits that you can pick up from hanging out with those people but rather you know the the social just you know hanging out with them talking with them and even just you know like the the topic that you're talking about um chances are it's not going to be about work or rather it's not going to be about you know uh getting better at work so it eats up that time that you could be using for bettering yourself but if you hang out with the smart people the the people who actually do the work to get better um then you'd find your time that was previously cut off um suddenly become time to augment the time that you would get better i.e because these guys have a good work ethic or like they're smarter than than everyone chances are you'll be picking up some habits or even the time that you would use to socialize with with each other would probably be you know also time to study work on yourself learn research and, and stuff like that so instead of like do you hang out with friends or do you study it becomes you know hanging out with friends and studying and and stuff like that so i guess that's the simplified version of it so if you want to if you want to get better it, it doesn't mean like you know ditch your friends right because there is also a time for talking about things outside of work for just relaxing playing games and and stuff like that but if you want to get better or if you want your work ethic to change because sometimes it's not even about are you smart are you dumb are you an asshole no sometimes um especially when you're talking about work ethic it's that attitude to work and any any way that you can find that makes that work less appealing or I me mean, sorry more appealing and less hectic then you should probably take that and hanging out with people who you know love to do the work love to study love to talk about uh researching and, and stuff like that it makes it now transcend from something that you have to do into like a genuine interest something that you want to do you know so despite me complaining you know the level of energy these people have i ultimately see that having that level of energy in the first place creates 
better workers or better employees, better people in essence because you're also it's it's forcing you to up your game is what i'm saying so um yeah i'm kind of kind of happy and i don't know i don't know if people from like my old workplace are listening to this <laughs> that's probably why i don't really advertise this with my own social circle but i guess me and my girl were, was talking about because my girl also worked at the at the place where i used to work um I told her one of the the bad things that they did was as a cost-cutting measure, they decided to remove some of the events that even though we used to complain or even though I used to complain about it, you know, stuff like um, Fun Theme Fridays, right? Wherein you, there was a Friday um, and then the whole office had a, th- had a like theme, you know, and... It doesn't have to be like a costume, like Halloween or, or something like that. Sometimes it's as simple as like wear yellow, wear red, you know, um, wear, wear smart casual. Right? And yeah, so they decided to remove that because they they thought that, you know, aside from the monetary thing, um, costs that it would take to, to do that. They also uh, receive complaints of like, well, how do, why do I have to think about this? I just need to work, right? And, and I guess that's where, where they did it wrong. Because yes, it does require a little bit more effort and not just the fun theme things, right? Like the other events like um, recognition night and, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, yes, it does take a little bit more time than usual time that you could put in, in into your work and yes you're not getting paid to do to do that to do those things but it also cultivates a sense of culture and and solidarity between teams especially the ones who are bought in to the product so if you cater to the ones who aren't buying in to, to the events, to the, the, the effort that you're giving to cultivate that culture, you're effectively also um, blocking out the people who are bought in, who do enjoy those types of events. And and sooner or later, they would the, the mentality that they have would start to transition to the ones that you do give in to, wherein they would only just focus about work because there's nothing but work. And although you could make a point that it is a business, right? You could make that point wherein it's a business, it's about work, it's about, you know, what we're going to do. It's all about profits and stuff like that. That is a cold way of looking about things, right? And, And at the same time, yes, it is a business, but it's a business that I sink more than 10 hours of my day into you know and and minus the eight hours of sleep the sometimes even less than eight hours of sleep it that's your whole entire day right there and everything outside of those 10 hours is dedicated to getting in and out of that 10 hours so effectively your whole day has been about work so any any 
respite or any any moment where you can breathe and and just enjoy the company of people you're working at people that you spend your entire day with you know i think that's warranted for like missing a little bit amount of work and you know what a fine way what a fine way <laughs> to uh celebrate me finding a new job is to shit on my old one <laughs> But, dude, I have nothing. I have nothing to talk about right now. Um, the only thing that I've that I've finished is watching El Camino and then the first two episodes of season five of uh, Eric Andre. Um, but I'll get to those uh, when once I've actually run out of things to talk about. So, um, another thing that is a uh, that is kind of a problem with um. You know what I and and again, sorry, because of that, it built a new culture of output. You know, so instead of like more about solidarity, more like camaraderie and and stuff like that, everyone is just now relegated to roles, and and you need to function those roles, so that when it comes time to make decisions, you know, empathy is thrown out of the window. Let's just go straight to data, right? Which works. Right, that that line of thinking. If you're thinking right now, well, then what's problem with working with data? Isn't that more accurate? Isn't that, um, you know, a bit more, uh, factual? Because again, the numbers don't lie, right? So you'll meet face to face, small Joe. <laughs> you have five percent at best. Of but anyway, I'm sorry. It's an old Scott Steiner, uh, bit. But yeah, so you might say to yourself, like working with data is is more accurate. So what's the problem with that, right? Well, yes, it is better if you're talking about running machines, wherein they do respond to like ones and zeros. But humans are way more complex than that, wherein you know the the potential and just the attitude should also make into consideration and sometimes you know people do get better when they're shown more mercy i don't know man so yeah so i guess that was one of the problems that's why people started becoming like just work just work centric right and then the hr would would try to revive those things those programs and what they found out that back then it was like a 50% adoption rate now just is like 20% and that 20% is actually the old guard the the veterans who have been there and and the new ones don't give a shit right i actually I actually met this person and her entire game was i will work for this company for 5 years which would get me eligible for like a severance package or like a retirement package when I do resign and and I'm like and then just keep doing that for companies and I'm like won't that bite you in the ass you know I mean it is clever because you, you get essentially like a big payout every five years assuming you find another job right sometimes you don't even especially now but at the same time I'm I'm thinking it's like yeah, wouldn't that fucking bite you in the ass? Like, people would look at your resume and just see that you leave every five years. Would I hire someone like that who would have 
eventually leave me for five years. You know, unless he's like this really good guy, I guess. But uh, yeah, just just something. And and last one, right? I don't really want to talk about shit with my old company because especially if, if you're listening to this right now and you know me and you're from that company, right? I don't really... I don't really look at it. I look at it like an ex. Like like watch like breaking up with an ex. In fact, that mindset helped me when I was let go from them. Right? I just looked at it as as an ex wherein yes, you had good times. Yes, you did love them for a time. But from the time that that it ended, it's over. It's fucking over. And you were not the same person that you were when you started. And hopefully, that person, the person you are now, is better, right? Um, than the person you started out to be. So you, you, it just goes up from there. You know, the saying goes: one door closes, another one opens. You know, because of the caliber of person that you are after, like a new job or like a new relationship. You should be better than the one that started out with, that you started out with. And if that's the case, then your opportunities only go up uh, when it comes to the level. So, so yeah. So that mindset kind of helped me transition more, wherein it's not because you're a piece of shit, right? It's because they started looking for something different you know you're not worse you're different and well of course in my case it was because of the covid right but at the same time you know just you don't have to beat yourself up is what i'm trying to say and and i remember um talking to my girl be like yeah you could you could think about the bad things and that's not taking away you know the the responsibility of 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 owning up to the bad things that you do or you or the good things you could have done but didn't um but you have to supplement or you have to balance that wherein if you did do good then you deserve the reward if you did do a good job then you fucking earn it you know just enjoy celebrate you know because there are some people who like they do bad shit and then they they beat themselves up for it. And when they do good shit, they understate it. You know, be like, ah, yeah, I was only be able, to, I, I could only be able to do that because of this. You know, I wouldn't have been able to done that because of these guys. And sure, it shows humility. But you need to balance that with like, at the end of the day, you did it, right? So at the end of the day, it was you. So, you know celebrate right be proud of it and that that goes with work and rest as well and that's what i keep telling my girl it's like what i keep telling my girl is there is a time for rest and i think i've told this in in a previous podcast before but yeah there's a time for rest and there's a time for work and when you're working you are expected to give a hundred percent of your of your focus to the work and that is fine same thing should be during the times where you should rest you should cut everything about from work unless of course it's an emergency emergency sure 
but you should allow yourself some time for rest and that is what i ultimately learned um during the covid phase rather it'll be like the reason one of the reasons why um i start to become lazy or like anxious or just generally just freezing up right when when it's time to work it's because your cycle is on backwards right so you get lazy at work you get anxious and and frozen and stuck up at work and when it's your time to rest you worry about the time that you weren't able to work so your time for rest is just spent worrying about work so that when you get to the point where you have to work your body is looking for rest and that's what i noticed so you know i need to change that could not be for you could be wired different but that's what i noticed with myself so yeah fucking take some time to rest dude like if if you're you're free if you're winding down for some sleep you know just fucking do what you enjoy it doesn't have to be productive although i did talk about productivity last time but i also uh attended this talk wherein the guy said like you should have three hobbies hobbies that you enjoy hobbies that give you an output and hobbies you can monetize so it doesn't have to be distinct it could be one or the other but you should fulfill those three things and i'm like damn i can even <laughs> i can even i can't even you know uh one i can't even uphold one hobby but yeah i guess that's the reason why i'm recording these these things despite me not having like a very eventful week um if you're listening to it right now i hope you're enjoying it though um 34 minutes in so i guess now would be the time to uh join uh watch oh right this reminds me two things right i uh i first of all there's this youtube or i think she's a twitch streamer called sweet anita and i haven't actually watched her shit in entirety Uh, she's just been slowly being recommended to me in youtube and apparently she has tourettes wherein she would talk about normally with her verbal tics like or something like that i don't know but she she says something like yeah again with her tourettes and sometimes it's hard for her to take away the the loop of it and i was like pleasantly surprised at how like someone who would consider having like a like a speech disability be in a work or a career which would primarily require you to interact with people and people actually enjoyed her i mean you know it it, it helps that he's that she's actually kind of cute right especially in like the twitch um area wherein you know is it sexist now to to say that (laughs) but anyway so yeah so uh, i just find it like really heartwarming i guess or like very interesting at least that that someone with the Tourette's can can find like a viable career in in the twitch or in the live streaming 
community because there was this one video wherein she literally like i guess for like two three minutes just kept on going with her verbal tics and uh and she legitimately looked uh what was the word guilty or like ashamed uh after because she was like her head's down low and she was like sorry and laughing and and yeah but people are are just good natured um especially i guess she was talking to her friends so you know good on that man is it like is it is it now bad to like bust people's balls especially like your friends you know like just some light bullying it's like I know I can do that with like my main friends, you know, my gaming friends, because that's we're all guys and, and we do that type of shit. But like to to normal people, is that now bad to bust your balls? And sometimes it's not even like related, right? But you you just don't know the, when when you're gonna trigger someone. But anyway, I digress. So uh, so that's one, and then the other one is uh, I I kind of want to buy a Kindle right now, but. I'm still starting to see if I actually have the discipline to to read like a full book, because <laughs> I bought uh, Indistractable. I think I talked about it some before, but uh, watching or listening to this podcast about the guy who wrote Indistractable, and essentially what the goal there it was, Indistractable. I'm sorry, Indistractable. So I think essentially the goal there was, um. Not that you could not be distracted because that is almost impossible. But rather, if you plan out to do something, you make sure to do what you said you would do. So that's that's the goal of that book. And uh, just reading it, and especially what I know with like LEDs, because um, like I, I could read it with like the, the Kindle app on my phone. But what I found out is that uh, the body only produces melatonin, the hormone that helps you go to sleep, about an hour after you're exposed to sunlight or any light, you know, any strong enough light. And and that is the reason why when you pick up your phone, uh, when you're about to sleep, it is hard to sleep after, especially like example you watch like a youtube vid and then that vid ends up exciting you in a way um so you add that plus with the the r of of melatonin release and it's kind of hard to make you sleep after that that's why people recommend not using your phone when you go to sleep so i'm thinking like okay so maybe i could use the kindle and and just read like a couple of chapters before going to sleep because i remember like as a kid i would read dan brown novels um before going to sleep and it is particularly hard to put down because of the way that guy writes that guy writes like it was a series like he leaves the chapters hanging you know and then the sec the chapter after that would don't be would be totally unrelated that was the comfort that i knew the chapter after the cliffhanger is usually unrelated to the cliffhanger chapter unless you're near the end and and that makes it a little bit easier to to put the book down but at the same time when you when you're reading the book you kind of want to 
go to the cliffhanger chapter. So you skip the next chapter or you skim through it just in case it decides to pull a fast one on you and jump to the next scene in the middle of the chapter, right? Um, Which answers the cliffhanger ending from the previous one. But anyway, so yeah, so I've been I've been trying to see if it's like a viable buy because I think right here it's sold at around a hundred and thirty four US dollars for the, the paper white. And I I also kinda want that sage color, the the green color because it looks cool. But yeah, maybe uh, I'm just scared like the moment I get it, it'll probably be just like this plastic weight, you know, paperweight that you don't, uh, ironically, right? It becomes a fucking paperweight that I probably won't use. Um, but yeah, I'll see. If I if I can get halfway through uh, the Kindle on my phone, then I guess that would be a sign like, okay, I can, I can probably go through this. So yeah, so... Things I did, right? Uh, watched El Camino. So El Camino is Jesse. It's essentially in the anime world, we would call this an OVA, an original video adaptation of Breaking Bad, wherein it is usually a self-contained. Um, they called it here as a movie. So yeah, probably like that. It's a self-contained thing um, that in no way doesn't tease you uh, that there might be something more coming up it usually it usually is just there OVAs are usually just there to answer a particular question and in this question is what happened to Jesse Um, and I guess they answered that very quickly Um, people are complaining that it is a little bit uneventful and I would guess those would be the people who actually watched Breaking Bad during its release. You know, so uh, I found out that the Breaking Bad, uh, the El Camino came out like last year. So I think by then it was already nearing a decade um, when it was re- when it was released. Uh, when Breaking Bad was originally released. So, like, I guess people have always been waiting for something, right? And and this goes in line with what I said with uh, Last of Us, wherein the story is so small, yet so fulfilling. Last of Us, I mean, not Breaking Bad. It didn't need a sequel because the story that was supposed to be told is done. And I think Vince recognizes that i think uh vince gilligan recognizes that if there is to be more breaking bad it doesn't it it should not be about walter white in any shape or form you know that i guess that's the reason why better called saul was also about uh saul saul goodman versus you know it could it could literally they could have literally shown shots of uh walter they could say that Walter survived even though like in El Camino it was oh sorry spoilers uh revealed that uh he actually died in that meth lab but yeah it's just it's just a very well put story 
and I hope that they that Vince doesn't give because I feel like El Camino was him giving giving in because yeah it is it is aside from the fan service that was given out there it also it wasn't as substantial as the level that Breaking Bad had the the series I mean and that's why I classify it as an OVA as an OVA because usually OVAs are just like yeah they're they're more about fan service than they are actually carrying the plot forward so and I I generally have problems with some of the plot right one of the big things is uh remember when when Walt uh, was talking to Saul at the bottom of the of the disappearer's place, and then they were talking about Jesse. And then Saul mentions, "No, he doesn't get the second chance. People like that who leave only get one chance." And the way they said it made it so heavy. Like the gravity of that is so heavy that it it seems um, a bit of a letdown that that particular problem can only be solved with more money <laughs> you know just double the price and, and stuff like that so i i guess you could probably say that this appear got you know but he's so professional right so he wouldn't be guilty or empathetic i don't see i don't see him as being that type so i literally just see him as like okay give me more money and then i'll do it which is again a bit of a letdown, because there should be a little bit more. At least on my end, I think there they could have been a little bit more creative on how he actually escapes um, the town. And oh, you're right. So it's hard to mention Al Camino without Fat <laughs> Fat Todd or like Fat uh, Matt Damon, and I can get the intent. Of, of putting Fat Todd in the story. I, I get that, right? Because um, by the end, him and and Jesse are such at, at complete ends in terms of like their character um, personalities and, and their stories and, and stuff like that. They're, they're already so connected. So it's hard not to not put in Todd. But, <laughs> but, Aside from the fact that, dude, you, you could have could have made him work out or something. They could have moved shooting so that he doesn't have to be that fat version and and just closer to. Because what I read is that he became fat for like a Martin Scorsese movie, and that is perfectly fine. You know, you do not say no to Martin Scorsese, but maybe you could have moved their shooting dates. So that it doesn't line up, so that he has like that ample time to get thin, um, because it it just fucking took me out of it, right? If the intent was to show you, um, what happened, and during the times that he was there, it was actually a fucking flashback, right? So all the more that it has to be stay true to what he looked like from the previous series, because every time he fucking shows up in the screen, I was like taken out of it i was just reminded like all right this was shot in 2019 or released in 2019 everyone's old now even jesse's a little bit fat but anyway um 
and and you do that again it was just inconsequential to the story right essentially todd or rather the scenes with todd was just there to give us context on why jesse would go to that house to get the money that was all the purpose that todd Dodd was there in you know you could argue like you wanted they wanted to see like this relationship that he and jesse had wherein he was actually kind of a good guy but you know being good especially like with the power dynamic right it it doesn't make it that much better that he was actually a good guy so it didn't make sense um for me and ultimately it was just yeah i i could see why the the fans who have waited years and years for another breaking bad content only to get this um ending and i do have to say badger and and skinny pete are like the best fucking bros they are what you need if you're ever in a fucking pinch because i don't know i don't know what the fuck it actually made me want to rewatch like the earlier seasons to see how jesse treated the two because in like the series early on they're they're kind of treated like background characters that just evolved into into something else wherein turned into like their actual friends um because how would yeah when when uh when jesse asks skinny pete was like why are you doing this and then skinny pete was like you're my hero man and i'm like so what the fuck happened that's why why did he become a hero for all of all of the sudden and uh yeah it was just like really good really good shit and um in terms of like them being bros right and just seeing mike again right after his stint uh in a community college and and i was surprised that he would he was actually like still able to to act right or like be there for like a few minutes and it just shows the uh the casting wherein i'm sure all of them could act but just the the level of of this is the character's personality it is kind of the same as the actor's personality just notched up a bit okay sorry you might have heard the beepings before i stopped the recording cuz i i just fucking shift uh shift saved out saved so quickly because um there was a yeah like a fucking blackout or like a brownout for like a few minutes oh yeah so everything's turning on now and i was like oh shit i gotta save it before the the ups runs out or like the the, the power supply runs out um yeah so <laughs> so yeah so like i was saying it was a very very nice casting for them to be able to be like okay when when aaron paul acts he literally just sounds like jesse pinkman when mike acts he i forgot the the actor's name it's it's just the same and um i guess they gave like especially like um i watched this uh dean norris conan interview and it literally just feels like hank um but yeah 
just a, a testament to the writing of those characters and as well as the casting, right? But I could see how El Camino was a letdown, especially if you've waited all these years. That's why I'm waiting for Better Call Saul to uh, to end before I start watching it because I really don't like investing that uh, amount of time, um, especially like making you wait and, and, and stuff like that. Um yeah, because I think I've only done that for like a couple of series. Yeah, my Mount Rushmore, uh, it's like that. It may be except, yeah, Breaking Bad because I got into it late. But uh, yeah. So, I guess, what else did I do? Play more Mass Effect. Still couldn't finish the intro section because they just, there's no quick saves anymore. That's the one thing that I learned late. It was like I was pressing F5 and there's no like your game is saved so you can't really quick save anymore. You can save anytime you want but there's just no more hotkey for for saving which is annoying. Um, but at the same time, nothing because I didn't really have anything to say. I just went to sit and at the same time. Um, but yeah, so we're actually planning on recording like another podcast that me and my friends do, which is uh, we call it Geeks Talks, and it's a more game centric podcast. But now I don't know, considering like there's a storm coming, so I'll check that out. In fact, I'm kind of nervous of like maybe another b- blackout is gonna happen, so I'm gonna end this one early. Um, yeah. So this has been Kuya's Logs, November 1, 2020, 10th episode. I am afraid for my life. Please stay safe, especially if you're in the Philippines. Because <laughs> we got COVID and now we got this fucking super typhoon to worry about. And then there's another one on the way. There's already another one on the way. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Holla, holla, holla.